Welcome to Dads, Daughters, and Dollars, a financial podcast for everyone. Now, here's one of my favorite people. (laughs) I'm Sean, the dad, clearly the favorite. And I'm Caitlin, the daughter, clearly my dad's mistaken. Hello, everyone. I must tell you about one of my favorite memories in the world, and it happened this past weekend. Why is there a reason why we're starting with a memory? I'm yes, I'm taking it back a little bit. It's going to lead into the show. Oh, okay. All right. So for 22 years, my my wife and I had uh, tickets to UCLA football games, and we used to go oh. there because we lived. Uh, we used to live in Pasadena, not too far from it, and we used to get two games a year. And then we wait. Became wait. Did you six go before I was born? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. We probably went for five years with season tickets before you were born. So I would get six tickets a year, and we were like nine rows from the field, and it was just awesome. And it was a great family outing every Saturday during the college football season. We got to see some really, really amazing games. So when my daughter was about three, she started coming with me to the games. See UCLA play whoever they're playing, and they would pay a lot of top 10 teams, whether it was Michigan or Nebraska or Penn State, whatever. We always saw amazing, amazing fun games, and it was a great family outing. This past Sunday, my daughter, who is now a professional photographer, shot at the Rose Bowl. So I have a photo of her when she was three years old shooting at the railing with a little throwaway camera that we got at Costco. We still got to find that picture, but... And now... I have a photo of her actually shooting the actual USA game on the field at the Rose Bowl. It's pretty so, cool. So things go full circle, and I'm so <laughs> insanely proud of you. And, um, you know, that's part of the reason we're doing this podcast is because of all the great memories we have. And, you know, it, it helps and it leads into some of the financial stuff we talk about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, it was definitely, it's a weird time for things to come full circle. I am very lucky to even be getting any games at all. I, you know, uh, considering sports aren't really uh, super active right now. And it feels like at any moment, uh, oh, okay, there's a wildfire spread of COVID in one, you know, certain team in Southern California. And then that, you know, potentially knocks out a couple of games. So very lucky that it came full circle now versus, oh, like, uh, Six months from now, when maybe uh, UCLA basketball is back and it's at Poly Pavilion or something. But um, very lucky. Very lucky. All right. So one of the things that this is leading into, because you are now out in the world earning a paycheck, is I wanted to talk to you about what are the best things you can do with your paycheck each week. These are recommendations I would have for you. So that as you're going through life, you know, most people get their paycheck, but they're never really taught you know, what are the ramifications of doing this or not doing that? Or what's the positive? So I guess I'll just ask one preemptive question. And if it, if it's spoiling anything that you have, then just ignore it and we'll, we'll get to it later. But, uh, for me living at home, do you think that these reasons or or what, how to spend your paycheck still apply? Because (laughs) to be frank, they apply whether you live at home or not. Okay. Cause well, to be frank, like I've been, all the paychecks I've been getting have been going into a savings account so I can eventually end up buying all of my own camera gear. I have no idea how expensive it will actually be. I could be underestimating the value of how much I really need to spend by a lot. So I'm still just trying to be proactive and saving. And also cause you know, that'll eventually become my rainy day fund, you know, um, one will go into the other, but especially after it takes a big hit once I do buy the camera gear, but sorry, you were saying. 
So, but I do think this applies whether you live at home or not. Obviously, okay. you get to save on rent if you live at home, unless your parents are charging you an exorbitant amount Thanks of money. Thanks for not kicking me out. <laughs> <laughs> we would never do that. No. <laughs> so the number one thing I think you should spend your paycheck on, and then you can stop spending it on, is an emergency fund. And the recommendation is always three to six months. But being a freelancer, I would think you should do more. I always saved six to 12 months. Because you never knew working in television if your show gets canceled and the next show you get on is four months later. And you're like, how are you paying your rent, your food, your gas, all that stuff in, that, I'll, in the I'll ask you this, and I guess this is a personal opinion that you might hold considering what we're in right now. You know, I think this is technically month eight, month, month nine of the pandemic. pandemic. Correct. Do you think that people who, let's say, they do work a nine to five they do have a consistent income. They do have PTO. Are those the kind of people who, okay, yeah, they were only saving, you know, three to six months for a rainy day fund, but maybe because of the pandemic, they've been, they've had reduced hours and, or they couldn't find a job for the past three months and maybe they just got hired again. Do you think a lot of, you know, I feel like that's a lot of people right now. Do you think those people moving forward might choose to save more in their rainy I, I totally agree because this pandemic was crazy. It still right. is crazy. And if you think <laughs> we're about in the it, middle of crazy. Yeah. We don't know how much longer the pandemic will go. Right. And let's say you're 22 years old when you're first starting to live through the pandemic. What if another pandemic came around 25 years from now? This is, this is a learning lesson for someone who's just coming out of college or even a high school kid or something that this stuff can happen. Usually people say three to six months is good. For me, being a freelancer and recommending to you being a freelance photographer, that I think you should have six to 12 months. And the more you have, the more psychological, emotional um, saving you have in your brain that this is not going to, you know, everything's not going to go belly up and it's very stressful. But let's say you have a regular full-time job, but it's been spotty because of the pandemic. I think the lesson of the pandemic has been, Listen, maybe I should do more than three to six months. Right. You do six to 12 months, then it gives you just a little bit more breathing room when that job that you thought was, okay, there's 18 people working at this business, and all of a sudden they laid off nine because of the pandemic, and you wanted the nine that was laid off. It's really, really tough. Yeah. But the thing that tends to be even tougher on someone is the emotional impact, because if you're the earner for your family or you're paying your rent or your car or whatever it is, it becomes very difficult like to see the, the light at the end of the tunnel. But if you have six to 12 months, then all the better. Well, and I think what's interesting too, at least from my perspective, there are staff photographer jobs out there. I went into this completely assuming because everyone and their mother told me, oh my God, the staff jobs are, you know, you're never going to get one. Don't, don't plan on it. It's never something you should plan for. And I still went into this, you know, industry knowing, okay, like that's the challenge I have to, I have to work through that. Right. Um, I'm reading a book right now that said, you know, a lot of staffers end up getting laid off too. So even if you're in the great position of being staff, sometimes you're just forced out of it and you're forced back into freelance. So I feel like in in any job, it's it can be turbulent like that. I think maybe photography and journalism more so because it is struggling in some ways just in, you know, keeping afloat. But, you know, well, I'm trying to think of another example where that well, might be the I'll case. I'll give you but. a perfect example. So you're 23 years old when you were sophomore in high school is that 
15 or 16. Um, About. We went to a meeting at the high school and the person who was the head of like college admissions and various other things said to us, during the, the lifetime of your child, they, they can expect to change careers, completely change three to four times before they retire. Just because all of the changes in technology, all the differences in whether it's medical care or the way we live in our society where are more people living in apartments or more people living in homes. However that's going to play out, we don't know exactly, but that there's a good chance you would change careers three to four times in your life. So all the more reason for having a large um, emergency fund, and I would recommend at least a year. See, and I remember you saying that after that parent-teacher conference, and it's come up or, or the meeting or whatever it was, I remember you guys saying that and also bringing it up, you know, over the past, what, I'm 23, so seven years now. Uh, and I better get hunting for those other couple careers then. <laughs> well, it's not so much that, but let's say the photography career became, you also have to shoot a lot of video. You then have to be the person who is doing sort of promotional stuff as opposed to taking a still photo and you're sending it to whichever employer you have and then they sell it to a newspaper or whatever. What if it becomes you now have to post stuff on Instagram that's a video thing with a funny little heading? You know, you now I've you have to have slight things like that before. But you know what I mean? That necessarily somebody was like, I have to have a writing scale and I have to maybe have a video editing scale. Right. That just it, it, it all adapts. So that was the number one thing I, I think you should have. Once you get your paycheck, make sure you get at least a, a year's worth of emergency fund. The second thing, if you have an employer and you have a job, and I checked this, Getty Images, if you were a full-time employer, they have a 401k plan. Hmm. What is a empl- 401k plan? It is an employer-sponsored retirement account. And the only reason it's 401k is because there's an IRS rule that's like section 401 subsection K, right? Right. So I guess just to, I don't want to mean to stop you too quickly, um, but you have your own production company. Correct. Uh, and that's how you get paid. If you did not have your own own production company and you're a freelancer, let's say you're you, but it's 30 years ago and your production company didn't exist yet and you never knew it was a thing, it was an option for you that you could make one. Right. Would a 401k be an option for you? Yes. Uh, there's plenty of individuals who do not have their own loan out company that have 401k plans. That, okay. that is very common. If you, especially so you if you can, work for a you big can get employer. a 401k plan with but, who? But not every employer offers it. So okay. let's say I'm, I'm sure if you work for Microsoft and Google and all the bigger companies, I'm sure there's a 401k plan, right? So a 401k plan is it's a way for the government to allow companies to offer retirement savings accounts that have certain tax advantages to encourage people to save for retirement. Right. Okay. So, but I just want to go back to the point real quick. If you're a freelancer and you don't technically have one single employer, how does that 401k work? You would have to form your own. Got it. Okay. I just, that wasn't fully clear. Got it. Sorry. Continue. Okay. So the most common thing that happens is that companies will match a 50 cents on the dollar up to 6% of the employee's pay. Okay, so break so that I'm down. So I'm going to break it down for yeah. you. Yeah. Let's say someone works for Google. Cool. And they're right out of college and they're making $50,000 a year doing marketing whatever they're doing. Hot doggy. All right. So they have a $50,000 and um 6% of that is 3 grand. Okay. okay. Yeah. 
So that means as an employer, you would have taken out of your check each week a certain amount so that by the end of the year, $1,500 would come out. Mm -hmm. And then Google would match $1,500. So total had gone into your retirement account would be three grand. Right. So it makes absolute sense with your paycheck. If you have a 401k plan with whoever's your employer, you should use it. This is free money. It's free money that will grow and compound so that by the time you are retiring, you will really come out ahead. So essentially, instead of taking your whole paycheck, you say, hey, company who gives me this paycheck, instead of me making my own rainy day fund that's in my bank account, please take this certain portion of my money from my paycheck and put it in my 401k and that'll just be my rainy day savings fund. Well, it's not rainy day. It's your retirement account. Oh, okay. So, but here's the thing. Yeah, I guess the, most people the, don't. The, the moment you save sign for retirement, mo- all liquid. The the moment you sign sign up for um, Google, Amazon, whatever, you don't have to say to them, "Can you put it in my four hundred one k plan?" They'll give you a thing that says, "Here's your employee benefits package," Got and it. one of the things you'll read will be about your four hundred one k plan. You do not have to contribute to the four hundred one k plan. What I'm saying to you is if you have a paycheck and you have an employer that has a 401k plan, it'd be crazy not to do the 401k plan. Got it. It's really, really smart. That's one of the, that's the number two thing I would do with my paycheck is if they're going to give me 50 cents on the dollar. Now, granted, not every employer will do that. And there are plenty of employers that do not have 401k plans. Right. But if you do have one, you should take advantage of it. Right. Okay. So um, that's one of the things I also want to tell you that for 2020, the contribution limit for employees for a 401k plan is 19500 So essentially, if I made $19,500 and I was employed with so-and-so company, but I was living at home and I just said, you know what, let's get ahead. Parents are paying for everything. Ev- yeah, thank you. Um, you know, in this hypothetical, at least, thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> what uh, I mean, you know, it's it's true now, but it, it, at least I'm not making I'm not making that much this year. You but, contribute a lot. Um, so you're saying I could put all nineteen thousand five hundred into correct four one k. So there's no limit in terms of well, you made fifty thousand dollars. So you're only allowed to put in $19,500. But let's say I only, for whatever reason, I had an employer that only paid me $18,000. There wouldn't be like, well, you can't really put in all 18000 There's no there's Well, no limit. here's the thing. You could only put in after tax what, you know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. So if I was paid 18000 after no, no, tax, let I me, could put in me, all eighteen. Let me play it this way. Let's say you made $30,000 for the year, but after tax, you made 19500 take-home pay for the year. Right. 100% of that 19500 could go into a 401k plan if your company offered it. Got it. It's okay. pretty great. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're in the position to be able to put that much money away, a lot of people, I feel like, yeah, obviously, but probably aren't. My Just the bottom line is we're talking about what should you do with your paycheck now that you're a person out in the world earning money. I would emergency savings. Next thing is your company has a 401k plan. Take part. All right. The next thing I would do is pay off any high interest debt. So we talked about in other episodes that over the long, long term, I think you can expect to earn 6 to 7% on your investments, and that's kind of conservative, 
And when I tell you that, you know that we said that's what you'd earn over the long term, let's say 30 years, 40 years, whatever it is. But you're going to have it go down 10% this year, and it's going to go up 15% this year, and it dropped 40% this year. But over the long term, it's 6 to 7%. Any credit card or any debt that's over 6 to 7%, pay that off first, even before you invest. Because now, granted, if you have a house, you can't say, "Well, I'm paying off 100 percent of my house before I invest any money." Because if the house costs five hundred thousand dollars, you can't like, you know, just save up five hundred thousand and pay it off in one swoop. Right. Well, also, I mean, a house is a long term situation versus, I guess, some other things. Although there are some high uh, interest earning payments and debts that might be shorter term. I mean besides an actual house, because a house, there's a lot of interest. Right, but, but. My, my whole point is, let's say a lot, a lot of people have credit card debt. I went and checked online today. The cheapest credit card interest rate I could find was 11.99%, and it went up to 25.99% plus. So does that percentage depend on, like, your credit? Yeah, but the, let's say... You had no credit, and for somehow you you got to co-sign on a card with your parent or something like that, and you got the best interest rate. The best interest rate I saw out there was 11.99%. That's still pretty steep. if you had $2,000 worth of credit card debt on a 11.99% thing, is it smarter to try and invest in the stock market or pay off the debt? You're paying, one of them might be earning you 6 to 7%, the other, the other one, one is de- is it, is taking it, away from you at eleven percent, or it's closer to twelve, eleven point nine nine. Oh right. So yeah, but that's if you're super lucky. So maybe it's actually seventeen. But that's compound interest in the wrong direction, right. which we talked about in the credit episode. So it always makes sense. Here's your paycheck. I'm going to get a emergency fund. I'm going to contribute to a four hundred one k plan if my company has it, and I'm going to pay off any interest I have that's over six percent. Right. Um, the fourth thing I would do would be IRAs. Now we talked about that in our IRA thing thing in our IRA show that Hmm. there's regular IRAs and there's Roth IRAs, but that's the next place I would put your money. Right. Well, cause you love retirement. Well, you're not even retired yet and you love retirement more than some other things. But I don't want to say that, that you're taking it because I'm closer to retirement. I'm telling you, I didn't start investing for retirement until I was about 30. If you are doing it like we talked about, you had a Roth IRA at age three. You win. Yes, you gave me a Roth IRA at age three. No, it wasn't. I could not give you. You worked on the TV show. Right. No, I'm saying, but like. You had to have earned income. It didn't magically appear out of thin air. Like forms were filled out so that we could put that money in there. Correct. (laughs) But I was the the guardian of the money. Yeah. But why did I do that? Because when. You were three years old. I was 43. Right. If I retired at 65 when, you know, here's 43 and I go, in 22 years, I'm going to retire. That 22 years of money growing is going to be good. But from age three to 65, it's ridiculous. That's why I did it. So when I say put in an IRA, even if you're 23 or 24 or whatever, it's because you have a lot more years than us as adults for it to grow. Yeah. Even if you're putting in small amounts, you're putting in $600 a year, $50 a month, you 
will make a killing. You will come out so far ahead just because you have more years. More yeah. years always pays off. Yeah. So, um, well, no, I'm just saying it's okay to be passionate about Roth IRAs and retirement. That's all. Right. Um, and then the last thing I would talk about is like, now say you've, you've done your emergency fund and you've paid off your debt and you've done the, uh, you know, taking care of uh, your IRAs and your 401ks. Yeah. Maybe that's me in like 20 years, 25 years. <laughs> so then you maybe want to have a fund for something that's like what, whether it's the fund for having a house where only the money that goes into that, I make X amount a month and I'm putting $150 every two weeks into this fund. So we have a down payment for a house. And, you know, I would do that with specific things. Maybe it's for once you have a child, I got to save for college. The minute you were born, we started saving for college because I, I went online and I looked and it was like, oh my God, the, the college costs are growing exponentially and smartly. I was right that we saved a lot more than we thought you would need. But if you got into a college that was really expensive and because you were very smart and you are, you wanted to go there. I didn't want to say, well, my daughter worked her butt off during high school and grammar school and all that stuff. And now that she got into this really big school, whatever it is, an Ivy League school or whatever, I'm sorry, you can't go because it's expensive. Well, I didn't apply to Harvard, so therefore I didn't get in. But Michigan's a pretty dang good school, so. Well, not only is it a great school, I didn't want to be able to say to you, you worked your butt off and got into the school. And because we're out of state and we're living in California, it's expensive. To me, it was more than worth sending you there because not only did you you had a great, great education, go blue. You got made incredible friendships for the rest of your life. But I, we were really smart about doing what we did because well, we saved the minute you were born. We started a college. Fund. I guess, quick question. Was there anything left over? Yes, there was. Oh, okay, cool. There absolutely was. But the thing is- Shout out to uh, those uh, that one and a half years at San Diego State. But here, <laughs> No, but that's not it. We had, if you could have went to Michigan for eight years and you would have been fine. What I'm saying is, because we started at zero, age zero, you're one day old, and we have a college fund for you, we did so much better than um, waiting until you're 11 to start going, oh, we got to save for college. That would have been like saving for five, six years. So I guess this is not related to the episode at all. Or did you have another point to make? Okay. Well, then I was just going to say one thing, which was when I was born, obviously babies are very expensive. They need a lot of attention and resources and needs. Did you ever feel like when I was a kid that you were trying to save for a college fund, but it was also just like still juggling all of the baby expenses or did you feel like it was generally okay? Like making sure I had enough diapers. It was generally okay. Okay. Usually, and you'll see this when you have a child, the family come out of the woodwork and throw things at you like, Oh my God, here's six months worth of diapers we paid for. We want to get you your own crib, whatever it is. Because people know they've been in that position before when they yeah. had their first child or even their second child, whatever. Parenthood is not something I'm thinking about right now, but it's good to keep in the back of my head. So, but no, we didn't. In the way, in the, like the really way back of my head. So, but <laughs> it, it wasn't like we were going broke, saving for college on your own. Okay. But we were smart because we took advantage of time. Uh, yeah, I just didn't know like how many corners there were to cut when you were still in a freelance world. You know, both you and mom... Uh, were, I guess, working. I mean, I guess when I was born, mom probably took at least 
Didn't she we take took a three couple, years off. Yeah, she took yeah, she took a bit of time off. But at least I was the cutest then. I don't know if I had the terrible twos like people talk about. No, you never did. But guys, my baby pictures are actually really adorable. Like I, I'm, I'm not gonna say anymore because I'm gonna sound re- weird and creepy. But like they're really cute. <laughs> I wouldn't say adorable. I say borderline spectacular. Ah, uh, well. On that note, um, I guess we'll leave you to think about my baby pictures, but also yes, I guess generally and, saving and what you should do with your paycheck. And since this episode is coming out on a Wednesday, this coming weekend, turn on your TV set and watch the Charger game. My daughter will be on the sideline. Or, so proud of you. you know, if you're in a different state and you don't care about the Jets and the Chargers, then like do your thing and watch the Vikings game. Like, I'm not going to make you watch the Chargers game, you could but if always you take, wanted to, you listen, could. DVR it. Come on. You got to check out my daughter. She's like killing well, it. Well, here's the thing is we're not on the field and, you know, for good reason, got to take all the protocols we can. So there's a lot less chance. Like, you might see my foot occasionally. <laughs> like, you might see the bottom half of me and then you don't know who I am because then you can't see the top half of me. A lot of legs look similar versus, you know, I have longer hair than a majority okay, of the people who I up, work with. I know, I know, I know. bottom of your foot. I'm just, I, you know, if you really want to DVR it for just the bottom half of me, then I guess, you know, that's that's on you. Um, well, thank you so much for tuning in. Yes, I hope and you learned please something. leave a review. Yes, review, subscribe, comment, share. Thank you to our nine countries again. We love you so much. We're really starting to uh, see a lot of feedback, so we love you. All right. Well, uh, see you next time. Thank you. The content on Dads, Daughters, and Dollars is for informational purposes only and does not constitute professional financial advice. Listeners should consult an attorney, accountant, financial planner, or other professionals to suit your specific needs.